This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode number 85, and I am one of your hosts, Adam Bell. And joining me, as always, is Peter Nicolaitis, signing his way into the show. <laughs> hey, Peter! <laughs> this doesn't work uh, on a video chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, guess, I guess technically that would be miming, because I don't think the uh, International Sign Language Committee would approve all of those gestures. <laughs> Not that there, there was nothing. Not there was anything wrong with that. Say, what I mean, not, <laughs> none of none of them were uh, vulgar or anything like that. They just, uh, I, I don't think they were the official, <laughs> the, well, the official language. Well, did you know that American Sign Language? There are multiple dialects. That it's geographic. Yeah. 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 So, like localized, particularly with like locations and things, there are some, you know signs that may mean things here that mean totally different things in, say, San Francisco. Huh. I didn't know that. My uh, my uh, mother-in-law is a sign language like interpreter. So, like, she does the signs at church and you know other kinds of events. She's mm-hmm. that. She's the woman down front gesturing. <laughs> What was one? There was something on the on the news years ago. Somebody, some high profile figure had a sign, you know, language an ASL interpreter there, and the guy was just totally making it up, phoning it in. Might have to look. We definitely have to have to look look for that one. That was that was it was quite hilarious. So, uh, so in, in in true entrepreneurial business fashion, we started ten minutes late today, which was unusual for me. <laughs> it was. I was telling everybody that um, you know I was about to leave um, because you know, like you're never late, and I figured, oh, if you're not, if you you're late, you're not coming at all. Yeah, he's. He's in a ditch somewhere. He's dead. Yeah, there's no reason for me to stay here. Maybe I should call nine one one. Yeah, start start tracing the phone number on the cell phone because yes. he can't be in a good place. No, can't be in a good place. Not at all. <laughs> no, no. I I, uh, I told Peter you know, those, or I was telling Peter when uh, ten minutes to the call, I get an unusual number to call, and I'm like. Who's that? I don't recognize the number. And I call Robin, and she says, "Oh, well, it's a potential client." I'm like, "Oh, well, call him right back. Tell him I'll call him in an hour." And I hung up. I called her right back. I said, "Forget it. I'm calling her right now. I'll call it fast." It's <laughs> like I can't let some other company get in front of me on this. That's so right. Someone else <laughs> call him back in half an hour, and then you're like, "Oh, we're good." Yeah, yeah. So I called him right back and set the appointment for tomorrow morning. And uh, so, the you. life of an entrepreneur chasing Good for you, <laughs> hustling, just hustling, hustling. That's it. Good for you. So, uh, um, <coughs> excuse me. So when we do these podcasts, we, um, you know, the the recording is almost well. It's all done on your end. Uh, mm-hmm. But on my end, we record. I record on my end using a, a program called Amolto or Am mm-hmm. Amolto A A M O L T O Amolto. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've been using the free version for the entire time that we've been doing it. And it's all right. But I think I'm going to like probably plunk down the 30 bucks and some tax to, um, to uh, buy the, the, the premium license. Mm-hmm. For no other reason than to not have to continually uh, press the "Don't stop recording" button every <laughs> what, thirty minutes or so. Yeah, um, I mean the product has worked well for us. I can't complain about it. Um, you know, so and from my perspective, I know it. It um, we've I don't think we've ever had to use. Have we? Have we used it? I don't remember. I used to send you the recordings all the time, but you were never using them. Uh, no, so, no, they were, yeah, because I, I, I'm recording with a Malto too, but I, I have the paid for version. Right. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I haven't, I haven't bought that, and I, I was going to say we should buy it together, but you don't get a volume discount until you buy like four copies. <laughs> well, it's not that expensive, and I've been getting updates for free for two years, and uh, I, I have it on multiple computers, yep. and it doesn't. I mean, not like other people's computers, but like my com- <laughs> my computer here at home, and then oh. my computer in the office, so I can record like when I'm at the farm. I mean, I we've recorded sh- from the farm. I it's, just share it-, it around with everybody. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. I didn't realize that that does um, it includes video recording, so that's cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, we we've screencast once before uh, when we had the the woman yoga instructor. I but can't we, think. Well, we didn't cast very far, did we? Uh, we recorded it. <laughs> we casted it right to blurring the lines podcast. dot com. Then again, now that I now that I said I was going to buy it, I was recalling that we were also going to be investigating alternatives like using Google Hangouts and stuff like that, and we never really did that yet. So maybe I should save my thirty bucks until we've decided what attack we're taking. <laughs> After year five or six, you know, once we really get this locked down, to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, did you, speaking of which, we ought to try FaceTime for groups. That that's a part, that's a thing in uh, Apple. How long that I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I just, I just upgraded my phone last night and that was the number one feature. Well, that was the number one listed feature. I don't know if that was the number one requested feature. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So... We missed you last week. Yeah, I was at another yoga teacher training. Uh-huh. Yep, it was a lot of fun. This was uh, another 50-hour, and uh, it was with the Summers School of Yin Yoga. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one was a uh, the called the, the uh, what is it, the Body Sublime? It was the uh, Yang Yoga portion of Yin. So... Okay. Like how to incorporate yang yoga, more more yang styles than yin, you know. So some more active stuff, things like think standing postures, balancing stuff that you don't generally do in yin, where yin poses tend to be grounded, you know, on the floor. Very uh, rarely do we stand up, and there's no, mm-hmm. not a lot of like movement flowing and stuff like that. And and how do you spell that? Yeah, uh, Yang Y A N G Yang. If you're an American, Yang. 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 Okay. Yeah. So you got yin, that. You know, yin, yin and yang. yang. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So. Well, you know, uh, my Spanish spelling is bad because I know words, but I don't 
I'm like, oh, this is how they said it. This is how I phonetically look it up. <laughs> yeah, and that's something I think is kind of funny. Like, why do we, you know, if we're taking letters, so we're taking languages, say, like a completely different language with a completely different writing system, say Hindi or mm-hmm. Japanese. Mm-hmm. When we're converting that over and we're using, you know, the standard, uh, you know, Roman characters, why do we not always pronounce those letters the same way? <laughs> right? So why, like, um, the, like last week was uh, the, um, uh, the Hindu uh, festival of lights, Diwali. Mm-hmm. But that, the V sound is spelled with a W. Why not make it Diwali? <laughs> Why not make it a V? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're targeting Americans and English, other English speaking, you know, English, well, the English first, but, you know, English and other English speakers. Why not use the letter that sounds like what it sounds like? <sighs> uh, well, yeah, that'd be too rational. Oh, man. You know, and other things that did, I never understood, like how, um, I guess, I don't know, it was Commodore Perry or whoever went to uh, Japan first and decided to call them Japan. Because that sounds like Nippon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? How did you get that? Why? Why do you have different names for... This doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know. This is mysteries of life. Yeah, it's funny. I still... uh, So, Elijah, my intern, you know, he, he speaks Spanish and English. And there's lots of words that he... Uh, he spelled wrong, but phonetically, like photos, F-O-T-O-S. Photos, yes. Photos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what is, what is, how do you write it in, in Spanish? I believe it's with an F, isn't it? Probably is. So yeah. Perfectly right for him. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfectly right. And uh, you know the thing that I have such a hard time with now because, because I've spent time studying Spanish is like uh, Gonzalez ending it in an S or a Z. I never know which it's supposed to be anymore. <laughs> yes, I do know that. Uh, one of our contractors uh, working on a project now is Gonzalez with two Z's. Ah. Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen yeah. Gonzalez, Gonzalez. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've seen Gonzalez, but I'm sure there's somebody out there. So. I think my, my tendency is to end it with a Z now. Uh, I, I think the Spanish language in the... Uh, the proper English, like they do like organization or they use the Z instead of S's a lot of times. And now I find myself doing that. I'm like, Ugh, these other cultures are afflicting me. <laughs> You're afflicted. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, yeah, we've got all kinds of fun things to talk about today. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're catching up. Um, you've got, uh, well, you've got some topics for us, I guess. That was yeah, our, yeah. our intro, but we don't have a lot in the way of headlines, do we? No, no, no. I, I mean, we've, it seems like we've both been doing a little bit of reading lately. <laughs> it sounds like that, yeah. But I've been doing, like, reading of, of, of three-sentence book summaries. <laughs> yeah, that was actually interesting. And, uh, you know kind of apropos on some of them because uh, i mean there's a good number of those books that i have read 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess we should also. I just, I just, um, I was going to save that for my nifty, but I've got another one. So let's talk about book summaries. Okay. So last episode, two weeks ago, you mentioned book summaries. Mm-hmm. And um, you were looking for—I forget which one. Which one was it? Uh, well, I actually wasn't looking for it, but it was the uh, "Never Split the Difference." Never split uh, the difference, right? Yeah, because because you made the the point. You said, "Well, hey, it'd be why do we read these long books? I'd rather just read the summary of right. them." And I was like, "Well, I wonder if they have that." So I did a search for the summary of the book that I was getting ready to. Re- to read and that was that don't split the difference and lo and behold there was a summary <laughs> like hey here you go peter now your wish re- is granted recall though you said that the the book summary had l- significantly lower ratings than the original book and why was that <laughs> yeah i don't know why there was less rating but yeah it only had like three and the book had like a thousand like five stars and it had like <laughs> three stars but Probably people who bought the book are like, this barely has any information in it. I got gypped. <laughs> that was it. I, was, I thought you were going to yeah. say, like, you know, what's the problem with the shortened the, the book summary? That's nah, too short. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel like I'm missing everything. Yeah. Oh, now, I, I mean, told you. I'm... Obviously, if you're leaving out the good stuff, that would be kind of silly. But <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all for the idea of book summaries because, like, mm-hmm. I, I think of the four-hour work week. And, yeah, I still, every now and then, I don't go back – I don't even know. I'm sure. Yeah, I still have one physical copy of it. But periodically, I'll just go and just remind myself of it. And I just shove it into my playlist, into my podcatcher or my iPhone or something. And I'll just listen to the whole book through, usually around this time of year, around Thanksgiving or so. And um, <laughs> but but in general, like I just want to keep in mind a few of the principles there. I don't need to you know read the entire thing. So if someone else can distill the true real takeaway, why not? I am also reading the four hour work week right now. Yeah, you know, and reading or or audio? Audio. Yep. So he has released the expanded and updated version. Yes. So that's that was, what I'm reading. Yeah, that's that's the one. And and he also makes the clear, you know, uh, makes it very clear in the beginning that it's not revised. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, this is still good. Uh, and if you are interested in that, he did a podcast, I guess it was earlier this year on the 10th anniversary mm-hmm. and asking about, you know, like, is there anything you would have changed in the book mm-hmm. and stuff? So that's a good episode. I'll, um, I'll dig that up and throw that into the show notes as well. But definitely. It was, you know, like what, what is, what, what would you have changed now? 10 years, you know, looking back, if you were to write it again, yeah, uh, frankly, you know what, if he had come out with like the third edition, I would buy it. Yeah. 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 I would download it. Uh, well, it's my first go at it. I, uh, I, you know, I just, it is good. Uh, it's good so far. Um, but it is amazing though in today it, you know, like the, you, we can do, he can do a podcast on his book, you know, that is 10 years old. Yeah. You know, he can do the updates. Could you imagine some of the, uh, old authors, if they could revise them like, uh, Dale Carnegie, if he could, uh, you know, how to, how to make friends and influence people. If he got to edit and talk to us later, you know, 10 years after the release of the book, yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's just interesting. I it's wonder, the, was that book, did they ever update that book? It had, I don't think it's been updated, but I think other people have expounded on it. Oh, like, no. uh, what's his name? Um, uh, scaling up dude. Uh, 
Yeah, he, he did version two of that, right? Um, what was it called? Gazelle's guy. Yeah, the Gazelle's. Uh, Vern, Har- Vern Harnish. Vern Harnish, yep. His book is behind me on my shelf. Right, but he had, you know, like, he had a, a book, but then he came out with, like, scaling up. But there were two, it was, like, two different books, but he said this is in two of the first book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was like, here's book A, here's book B, but it's really version two of book A, but we're not going to call it version two of book A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not confusing Good. at all. Yeah. No. It, well, and he, uh, he's a good, it's a good book, but to me, to me, with no offense to Vern, he's boring to me. Uh, his book's more interesting than he is. I mean, no offense. <laughs> you know, just, oh, yeah. so this was a personal attack. You're saying <laughs> yeah. he's boring. Yeah, I mean, I've heard him speak and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I was there too. You're, a, oh yeah, yeah. You're a better author than than speaker. Hey, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Some people have a have a uh, what is it? Some people have a voice for print. Yeah. Some people have a face for radio. Bingo. Exactly <laughs> yeah. where I was going with that. All right. So, what else have you been reading then? So I just finished Robert Herjavec's uh, You Don't Have to Be a Shark. Um, and uh, I, f- I feel like I'm talking bad about people, but I don't mean to. But Robert I'm sh- Robert Herjavec's, uh he, he read his own book. Now, Mike Michalowicz read his own book. And Mike, you could tell at times Mike was reading, but Mike is a very animated reader and narrator, you know, and he was, he was interesting and fun. You know, of course he kind of jokes about himself and things, you know, so he's really funny anyway. Well, Robert, you could tell was reading and I, I think I would have enjoyed the book better reading it than, than listening to him read it. But after a point I got used to it and I is like, well, it didn't, it didn't really take away from the book, but if somebody is really particular they would not enjoy listening to him read his book. You know, if they're like, because I can get over things, you know, like I can get over language, you <laughs> know, people are like, things. <laughs> yeah. Well, like people are like, I couldn't read that book because of all the language. I'm like, okay, I, I don't speak like that. You know, I don't, you know, but it's, you, you just get over it. I mean, you can't throw it away just because there's language that you don't like. Are you talking about like, say the subtle art of not giving up? Well, yeah, I mean that one. Well, that one was just blatant. I think that was marketing. He could have done it. Le- he could have done it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, but there was a ton of good stuff in there. But then there are other people that are like that. That they're just very negatively colorful in their language. And you know, I just kind of like, eh, I I can't stop on this and miss the whole message because every you know everybody, even wretched people, have good things from time to time you know <laughs> they're like there's actually good and useful so but anyway it was a really good book uh he talks about dancing with the stars he talks about shark tank obviously uh and since robin robbins is very involved with uh shark tank and that whole crew uh you know you kind of kind of felt familiar with it because i've read i've met robert i've met kevin o'leary i've met uh uh diane well actually elizabeth got pictures with um uh, diane shoot no barbara barbara uh Cor- corcoran is that right i think cochran? So. i haven't watched shark tank in years <clears throat> but i think you're right yeah and you know this month's newsletter is them in the uh 
uh, Shark Tank studio with Mark Cuban and and uh, Robert Herjavec. So it's kind of like, yeah, I feel like I know these people. And listen to their sales guy, um, Robert's sales guy. His name is George. Uh, man, he's a sharp-dressed man for sure. I mean, he's a young African-American. He's got smooth-shaved head, skinny, well-built, well-spoken. And I'm like, yeah. I'd like to have him on my sales team. (laughs) 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 He took uh, Robert's company from, you know, there were three of them uh, to, you know, the billion dollar company it is today. Yeah, he could, he could run my company. Oh, so sales wise is, is Robert actually, he's, he's billionaire now. I don't know that he's a billionaire. Um, I know that Kevin O'Leary, when I was watching it, he was always making a point, you know, like, like, oh, no, you want to deal with me. Um, you know, these are all, they're all worth millions. I'm the only one here worth billions with a B. That's why they yeah. call me Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that Robert's in the billions, but they, uh, you know, Kevin O'Leary wasn't, as much of a jerk in person, like when he was speaking. I thought so as well. That was the same impression I got. Yeah. Because I was there. I was there when he was there. And, uh, yeah, yeah it was just like, well, you don't come across as, as much as a blank hole in person yeah. as you do on television. <laughs> well, I guess what, the, 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 uh, the television adds five degrees of jerkiness or something? I, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, Speaking of which, I was, uh, this is totally a side note, but I, uh, I, I was kind of short with one of my guys on the phone because I needed to get off with him. And I realized, I was like, I was kind of short with him. And I apologized. I sent him a text and said, dude, I, I'm sorry, I was short with you. And he said, I didn't even notice. And I'm like, that means I'm a jerk all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to look at it. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Maybe he was being gracious, or maybe I'm a jerk all the time. I'm, I'm going to try to improve on that. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else do we have? So, well, and I had lunch today. I, I told I told Mashika Turner that I would give her a shout out. She listened to our podcast. She's uh, I joined a BNI group, and she's in the group. And she said, "Well, I listened to a couple of your podcasts, and you guys were pretty interesting." So I was like. She, and she said we sounded sounded smart too, and then I was like, "Wow, all right, well, so you got to lob up some softballs today to you know make me sound smart whenever you say, can, whenever you, know, you can." I'm <laughs> yeah. just, I'll just consider myself the rising tide. <laughs> yeah, and you, my friend, I, are I am the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that. So, um, uh, what was it? Two Sundays ago, I had an, another uh, yoga teacher training, so I had like week back to back you know one week after another and on that one it was talking about um the uh, the bhagavad gita which is a uh, seminal text in hindu and indie uh, indian texts mm-hmm. and um we had a genuine bona fide swami come to speak about it okay and so you know that was that was, was kind of cool like this guy's you know devoted his life to you know this lifestyle and stuff and I'm like all right good for him uh but i was sitting there with one of my teachers one of my yoga teachers who happened to be there as well and um i walked into the room and everybody he was sitting the swami was sitting at one side of the um the the yoga studio and everybody else was lining up along the back walls away from him 
So they're like, you know, completely taking up as much space as possible in between him. So I walked up to him and just, you know, gently asked, I was like, do you prefer people be, you know, like far away towards the back walls? He says, no, I actually prefer people sit as close as possible. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay. So I grabbed one of the cushions and, you know, threw it down, like maybe, you know, six, eight feet away from him and, you know, sat down. And then, uh, you know, I looked around and most people were still up against the wall and I like kind of like gestured to one of my teachers you know i was just like come on over so she scooted up a little bit but she was still sitting like two or three feet behind me to my to my left and i was like you know scooching her i was like come on come on up she's like this isn't a competition i was like no, i'm not trying to compete i'm trying to i'm trying to be the rising tide here i'm lifting all <laughs> yeah. ships you know let's let's get close uh-huh so, so that was that was funny that was funny so cool so tell me what uh, what is uh, what's next? What's next with what on our uh, show here? Oh, I thought you were asking like you know like now that I've met a swami, what's what what could I possibly do to follow that up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, well he did, if he made you a, a swami, maybe that would be. I wasn't really my goal there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not swami material. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Maybe next lifetime. Yeah. Um, HQ two and three. Okay. Have been announced. Okay. And neither Boston nor Nashville got it. Oh, okay. Who did? That would be New York's and uh, well, Long Island, uh, New York City, Long Island, and uh, was it uh, out place in uh, what Arlington, Virginia, near DC? Huh. Okay. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't hear. No, I didn't hear. Oh, yeah. uh, they picked them. Okay. Well, it's a bummer for Nashville, but I uh not that I'm bitter. I I think that Nashville brought it on themselves by not passing mass transportation laws. I mean, how can you or not not laws, but uh, billing. They didn't approve the taxes, so the construction could never start. And how can you how can you expect to be big time if you don't have mass transportation and i think boston brought it upon themselves by maintaining uh, our reputation as having some of the uh, worst mass transit uh, in the entire nation <laughs> <laughs> evidenced by the fact that the green line is the oldest subway in america and i'm pretty sure they're still running on the original trains on the original tracks <laughs> oh wow yeah i'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating but not by much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't I know that you've told me how bad the Boston traffic is and whenever I travel to Boston, I take the plane and I get to the bus and the bus takes me to the rail station and I go to the rail station wherever I've got to go cuz I don't want to drive there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I I'll I'll find the uh, article. There was an article in Wired uh where they were talking about uh GPS beacons. So they said, you know, if you've noticed recently, if you've been driving in Boston or Chicago, that you might have um, noticed that, like, when you drive underground in tunnels and stuff, your GPS continues to work. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this was a company, a little startup. I think they were, I don't remember if they were, I don't think they were Boston-based, but the um, the founder had the idea after he got off, you know, came out of uh, Logan Airport took the wrong turn, missed the tunnel, and had to drive like 20 minutes out of his way before he could loop back and get back on track and then repeated the process. 
And I've been there and done that. And it's hilarious because the writer says, if you've ever driven in Boston, you know that this is called driving in Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's it. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll make a note uh, on that. But uh, it was interesting because they talked about how they've uh, used these beacons, especially in um, Chicago. Because Chicago has a lot of multi levels, you know, okay. where they'll have like their maybe ground level, below ground level, and two above ground levels. Mm-hmm. So think think Gotham City. That's yeah. That's like Chicago's the real life Gotham City. So um, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, talks. The article was uh, uh, September twelfth, a couple months ago. Ways lights the beacons to guide drivers through Chicago's tangled streets. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it says well, that... uh, in Chicago, the multi-levels streets of Wacker, Lakeshore Drives, Michigan Ave, and so on are where your GPS signal goes to die. You get lost, and Batman goes to chase the Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that would be kind of because uh, the GPS is going from ground spot. So if if you were on say level one it couldn't possibly know where you you know where you are what level unless your gps was smart enough to know elevation yeah and i and don't that's, know how accurate gps elevation really is yeah i don't know um i don't know i guess though it has to be somewhat accurate because on our phones on our cell phones when we're in mexico we're able to pick up elevation where we are but I don't know what the you know the what the degree of accuracy is. Is it right. three feet or is it uh, three hundred feet? <laughs> three hundred feet. Yeah. yeah. So here's here's an excerpt again. The project started in Boston in 2014 when an engineer named Gil Desatnik got lost twice. He was driving from Logan, dropped into the Central Artery Tunnel, and his GPS dropped him. Desotnik picked the wrong exit and came out on the side of the city opposite where he was supposed to be. He turned around and did the same thing on the other direction. If you've ever driven in Boston, you will know this kind of thing is called driving in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like being lost. It, no. makes me say, it makes me say bad words. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I remember when I used to first started driving you know, to Boston back when I lived in, um, in, Mas- in uh, Vermont. And um, it was terrible. <laughs> now, my first few times down here was like pre-GPS. So mm-hmm. we're talking paper maps. Yeah. Did you have a city maps book? Uh, I had the full, I purchased a Boston and, you know, uh, most of Massachusetts area map on the way. So I didn't have the, the book. I had the full, okay. you know, which is really convenient. So, yeah. you know, it was amazing. I would get to a certain point and, you know, I have to stop, pull over, look at directions, <laughs> try to figure out, okay, I see where I'm trying to get to, but where the heck am I? You know, <laughs> do you have to do like Jay and step in the map? I don't. You're the second person. Someone else mentioned that earlier today. Uh, not today. Um, earlier this week. I, I didn't get that reference. I've never actually seen that episode. But um, we did a lot. Uh, you know, when when Henley came around, then at least I knew where I was. You know, and I didn't have like navigation. This was pre-turn by turn navigation. Yeah. The, the idea. This was like a GPS you'd use like for hike. So, uh, but at least I knew where I was. Now I could, you know, orient myself. 
And then um, I think one of my, I think it was like a Nokia. I had a Nokia phone which had some directions on it. You know, I had some maps. That was the first one. And then the iPhone we are today where Ericsson enabled. Yeah. You know what's funny is I have a terrible sense of direction. Uh, and whatever, whatever do I think we should go, it's the opposite. But it gets confusing when I'm like, okay, well, I'll just pick the opposite way of the what I want to do. And then I get confused, which is the opposite, which do I really want to go this way? Do I want to go that way? Whatever. But what's really funny is I, I, I get lost all the time or I cannot do it by memory or intuition. My wife can every time she can remember how to do that, but she can't do the map and I can do a map. <laughs> so, Great. so we're, we're good between the two of us. Say, between the two of you, that does that make you an effective navigating couple or, a, you know, do you counter each other out? I, I think, I think we're effective because, you know, if all we have is a map, I, you know, I should take over. And if we don't have a map, she should take over. There you go. Uh, I mean, we just have to agree not to, uh, decide who's in charge. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. If we just defer to each other, we'll be good. <laughs> All right. Um the last thing I had for today would be our nifty if you are ready. I I am ready is that the well, we did we talked about the summaries and there'll be a link on that. Yep, but I moved that. That was originally my nifty, but I moved that into our headlines intro main topic area. Okay. So there are, I mean, before we leave that behind, there are a large number of book summaries in that list, uh, jamesclear.com. And that, I think that that's actually useful for, you know, trying to decide if you want to read a book. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I like those. They're, they're um, so yeah. We've got the link in the show notes. James Clear, just like it sounds. dot com slash book dash summaries, mm-hmm. and um, it's um, you know it's, it's it's good. Let's why don't we we got the time? Let's read a uh, a summary. Books book summaries. Popular books summarized in three sentences or less. Ten percent happier. In the book, ten, uh, the book in three sentences. Practicing meditation and mindfulness will make you at least ten percent happier. Being mindful doesn't change the problems in your life, but mindfulness does help you respond to your problems rather than react to them. Mindfulness helps you realize that striving for success is fine as long as you accept the outcome is outside your control. Yeah. Well, and there's the other one I want to read because I saw The Art of War by Sun Tzu, and I was like. How in the world is he going to summarize that in three sentences? And then I read it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's really accurate." You know, well, you know, we've no. got time. Why don't we? Uh, why don't you read us the Art of War summarized in three <laughs> yeah. sentences? I'm, I'm going to read the Art of War. Know when to fight and when not to fight. Avoid what is strong and strike at what is weak. Know how to deceive your enemy. Appear weak when you are strong and strong when you are weak. Know your strengths and weaknesses. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Oh, that's pretty there good. Yeah, go. that's good. That Just, reminds I mean, me. I I have. Um, I don't know if I still have it. I haven't seen it in some time. But I did have the full translation of the Art of War as well as well as the little miniature pocket books edition, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know abridged heavily. Uh, but I have that, The Art of War, I had The Book of Five Rings, The Art of Peace, and The Art of Happiness. Um, so, you know, The Book of Five Rings was a more, uh, a later version from Miyamoto Musashi, who was 
uh, Japan's most famous and renowned swordsman of time. Mm-hmm. A lot of very similar stuff to Sun Tzu. Um, he was Sun Tzu was like a general and a great um, strategist, military strategist. Uh, whereas Musashi was a tactician and you know actual like sword in hand dueling guys. Nice. And, um, so a lot of similar lessons come through in both of those. But I was wondering if uh, James Clear had summarized uh, the Book of Five Rings, but he did not. He did not. Okay. But huh, that was pretty cool. Well, could you imagine? I mean, it's. It, I was just thinking how. When was that? When was he? When was Sun Tzu alive? Uh, was it like 300 BC? It was a while ago. Uh, that, wow, that, sounded, that sounded really stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, he, it was a long time ago, though. He was, what century was the art of war? Uh, 545 BC. So uh, his close. date, yeah, 544 BC to 496 BC. Uh, I mean, it's just really impressive. Uh, I mean, not that people were dumb back, you know, the education, how far we've come, you know, we're, we're in the information age, just how far that these things have gone up the curve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things so. have changed a lot. I mean, the amount of <clears throat> knowledge that is available to us today that just, you know, wasn't uh, available to, to others is just it's in, it's incredible but if you had that wisdom you know can you imagine just how valuable that would be into an underinformed society yeah you're like I mean, whoa i never thought of like attacking the guy where he's weak yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so th- those things would be like a you know a huge advantage then i mean it's still an advantage now having these things but it would just be like exponentially better back then so yep anyway anyway cool all right so that was our main topic um and now i would say let's move on to the nifty yes sir so my nifty and i thought i had mentioned this on the show but it must have been another show or somewhere else uh, my uh, nifty for this week is a game and it's called cyber threat defender it is a card game and it is also a windows computer game so what's cool about it is it's set up like magic the gathering or pokemon and um, the computer game i believe right now is still just a one player so it's you versus the computer the card game can be well obviously it's multiplayer because you don't get very far if you play yourself but um, each uh, person, you take uh, the side, you can either be, well, it can go both ways, but you can build a deck which is primarily offensive or primarily uh, defensive or balanced. And uh, it's kind of cool because I usually take blue team and I have a computer red team attacking me. And so you put down, um, so if you've ever played a game like Magic the Gathering, for instance, you would put down resources or land cards and then you have action cards, and you have uh, creatures, and then spells that you can cast either on the creatures or on your opponent's <laughs> creatures. And so here in this game, you put down cards like uh, you have assets. So you can have a server, a router, a desktop <laughs> PC, and then you can defend them with things like user awareness trainings, uh, firewalls, antivirus. 
That's and, our next seminar. And we'll just play the game, right? <laughs> yeah. And then corresponding to that is you can attack. You can attack with phishing. You can attack with denial of service. You can attack with, you know, a virus. So it's really kind of cool. And my idea was, like, I wanted to play the game with some friends, but I'm actually hoping to, you know, like, sort of shoehorn this in as user awareness at work <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, raise some awareness. So um, shout out to uh, the folks at uh, the University uh, Crud. I forget where that is. Is it University of Texas? Um, wherever Cyber Threat Defender comes from. The game itself, um, the uh, the com- uh, computer game is free. It's a free download. And the uh, cards are for sale from the uh, bookstore. So, yeah. Um, San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. Uh, yeah. yeah. University you, of Texas, San Antonio. That's, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> That's uh, cool. Shout yeah, out to yeah. them. Yeah. Wow. You still dead on Facebook? Is Facebook still dead to you? Facebook is still dead to me. And uh, yeah, I had um, I had one of my students post my uh, next series of yoga that I'm teaching at uh, Alpha Krav Maga Boston on my behalf. And I have so far, although I want to get in touch with one of my former teachers, one of my early yoga teachers, to interview her for the podcast. Um, but um, the I, I've tried to reach out to her via Twitter, LinkedIn, and email, and none of those are working. But <laughs> about a week or two before I ditched Facebook entirely, she responded to a message that I sent. And I have been <laughs> resisting the temptation to log on to Facebook just to send her this message. So. Yeah, it must be a special addiction for you because it doesn't, I mean, I just don't get into Facebook. Like, I'll, I'll look for somebody and I'll look for something. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, at this point, it's not a special addiction. It's just like I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be true to my word. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a, it, This is more like a special uh, it's more than a disgust. A it's a. It's more like a special vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, and I would say he wasn't getting any of your money anyway, but he was getting your money with marketing dollars and stealing your contacts information. Absolutely. I, he, he may not have gotten my money, but he was getting plenty of my information. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he, he still is. I'm sure. You know, there's still some of my information is out there, but I'm not donating it. To, to his yeah. cause. Yeah, I, I keep all my employees' social security numbers in the notes tab to throw people off so people won't know where they are. Oh, that's I mean, good. That's good. Yeah. 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 I and had I, a client who was keeping all of his passwords in his Apple Contacts app. <laughs> and he was putting them in the name field of the contacts. Oh, and even better. And then he called me one day and was concerned that his passwords had been breached because he got an email from, say, Bank of America, and in the email it showed his password. So it was like Bank of America, (laughs) Rubber Ducky 69. And I had to look at it until I, you know, it took a little digging to figure out what was finally going on. I was just like, why... Are you putting your passwords in a visible <laughs> form of the contacts? Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. And what was really funny is this was a client who had previously sent, uh, you know, admittedly a marketing email saying, would you be interested in a presentation on password managers? And he replied saying, no. <laughs> no, I'm good. 
Oh, so you are. There you go. <laughs> All right. We're cool. Well, I still think uh, every time I get close to the end of the podcast, I hear uh, click and clack saying, you've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to us. But luckily, <laughs> this time we're a little bit short of an hour, so we've done you a favor. <laughs> we've done you a great service. <laughs> All right. So what do we what do we have coming up next week? Next week's Thanksgiving. Uh, next week, I think we might have a break coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Well, we uh, we recorded early this week so that I could go deer hunting tomorrow and Friday, which are the last days of bow season. You know they sell meat in stores, right? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> they they don't run away. That's right. <laughs> they re- my they don't really like it when you shoot the cows and the in the field either <laughs> stores run away what <laughs> yeah the, the, the deer run away but uh yeah i don't know what uh, it's the last uh, last hunting days before the rifles go into the woods and it always makes me feel a little bit nervous when the rifles are in the woods and i'm in the woods as well yeah well you know i would be nervous with bows in the woods too I mean, well i mean uh bow's only gonna go you know, 50 yards and then you lose penetrating power. You know, I could shoot you in the chest at 70 yards and, you know, it's probably not even going to go all the way through. I mean, if it hits you in the chest and the ribs, it might not even go through the bone. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we have, um, I remember when I was a kid growing up in Vermont and I remember like, you know, oh, it's hunting season. You're not going outside. Oh yeah. And I mean, every year somebody would get shot and, you know, often killed and the running joke slash not really funny truth was that you know the best easiest way to kill somebody is take them out on a hunting accident <laughs> take them hunting and you get off scot-free you're like oh I'm really sorry it was manslaughter okay you didn't mean it you know it's hunting accident. <laughs> yeah. well i mean we've had a president shoot our vice president in the face that, that was a hunting accident <laughs> a hunting accident but no that yeah, was a I mean, vice president shooting one of his it wasn't the president who shot that was cheney yeah, Cheney, so, Cheney shot one of his hunting buddies. I thought Cheney got shot. No, Cheney shot somebody. Okay, yeah. but they lived. I mean, yeah, it was a shotgun. I mean, come on, shotgun. <laughs> Shotguns aren't. Yeah, they just kind of tick you off. They're not really. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're talking about slugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, that's what happens when you throw a golf ball through your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. we've already we've signed off. Let's sign off again. And um, I will do the honors this week and push the big red button. You didn't tell your listeners how to get in contact with us. Darn it. I'm getting, I will now <laughs> unpush the big red. So I didn't really push it. Ha <laughs> 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 right, ha. Listeners, if you want to reach us, um, you, like I say, uh, always, if you have positive thoughts to say, you can send them back to me. Um, if you have critiques, send them to Adam. But we don't publish our email addresses. We never set up BlurringTheLines.com email addresses or podcasts. So so you need to go to BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. There's a contact form there. and um, It yeah. emails both of us. It does email both of us. So you don't need our email address. If we like you and what you have to say, then we'll respond, and you'll have our email addresses then. And until then, <laughs> you are not allowed to spam us unless you <laughs> yeah. use our form. If you use our special use our... magic form, then you can spam us all day. We will not stop you. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's an open form. I mean, it's just going through an open SMTP. It's free flow. Yeah, it's a free open relay. You can even specify the recipient if you want to just relay your mail through and spam other people on our behalf. No problem. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh-huh. I really will have to push the big red button. <laughs> to contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us. <laughs>